the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, Sean is off. Uh, I appreciated his um, send off on yesterday that I'll be here. His friend, John Anthony, will be here sitting in with him. Um, Sean, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm not Sean Thompson. I'm not nowhere near as rich as he is. Um, and I'm probably better looking than he is, but not rich. But uh, Sean, thank you so much for entrusting me. Uh, don't worry, I won't break it. At least I'll try not to break it. Uh, I don't know what, um, <laughs> especially by the way we're going to start off today's show. I was listening to the morning show today, and, you know, you heard about this F-35 gone missing. <laughs> okay, okay, Pistol Pete, I'm going to do everything in my power. Because when I heard it this morning, I literally had to stop. I stopped, pulled over to the, on the side of the road and just scream. I did a scream of a laughter. Because initially I thought this guy was... We said, he said, I was taking a shave. I was like, whoa, are you sure that's what you were doing? But this, there was a, um, uh, he was this, this eyewitness to the crash. He was being interviewed by a local news agency. And, uh, I'll just, just hear for yourself. Here, here he is. Uh, in the bathroom, taking a shave. <laughs> and I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. <laughs> And I heard a boom in my whole house. Show. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. <laughs> that wasn't Sean Thompson. That's not Sean Thompson. Here it is again. <laughs> now, now, if that's gonna, if 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 starting off the show is, is any indication of how crazy this this show is going to be, it's going to be a crazy show today. Uh, but I got my buddy, my 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 ace. I feel good. <laughs> That's what it sounds like, a James Brown start of a song. Um, I was told that there's um, an internet. Um, Cat Turd posted something. If you can find, go to Cat Turd's Twitter, Pistol P. Um, they did a remix with House of Pain. They took out the um, the noise on, on the House of Pain, that, that song. It's on Cat Turd's Twitter, so if you can find it, please, I, I want to be able to hear that after the, after the break. But I got my buddy, my pal, my, my ace, the troublemaker. What's going Hold on, man? What's going on? Yeah, I had heard about, well, I didn't hear about this until today. Yeah, uh, 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 Bongino was having a ball with it, yeah, you know. Dude, it's funny. But I did hear about the plane being missing Yeah. Uh, when I rented the cabin for the last couple of days out, out in uh, Portage, Indiana, and I, I saw it on TV, this plane. You believe just, the story? <sighs> Weather? It's a cover-up. 
Well, you know what me. happened? What do you, what do you, what do you think happened? Okay, they're trying to say the stealth works so good that they can't find the plane. It, it had to be some kind of a malfunction, but they don't. They just don't want people to know about yeah. what happened. It's yeah. just a cover up. You you won't know what happened because nobody knows. They still won't admit that they found the plane or not. But it, isn't this indicative of 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 this administration, the Biden administration? Everything appears to be. We we have to question everything that they do because we don't know what. No matter what it happens. That's we the people have to question, is it real? What are they covering up? Because I mean, this this president has a history of this, correct? Well, they're covering up that this guy is a total failure. You think it's the loser. pilot you think it's a pilot fault, is what you're saying? No. I, I'm talking about the president. No matter what he does, he fails at it. His administration fails at it. Okay, he doesn't he he probably doesn't know anything about this plane. But his administration fails at everything that they do. Yeah. Whether it's the military uh, withdrawal in Afghanistan, whether it's the border, whether it's mismanagement of money, all the money being spent, and that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to try to follow Sean's lead, and I'm going to stick to the money. Hey, Sean's not here. I, I understand, but <laughs> I want to make him proud. I want to stick to the money and all of the corruption that's going on. Yeah. And uh, that's what it is. He's just a total failure. Well, I, I I think you're being nice by calling them a total failure. And and I told you, as I was driving in, I was listening to Progressive Radio, and they were just talking about how great of an administration this what is. I, I still want to know where the great part of this administration, what part what? of this administration is great? What have they done to produce or, or, or for some anybody to say that this is a great administration? 10,000 people passed through our borders in 24 hours. Tell me what's great about that. I can't believe you're listening to Progressive Radio well, on a Monday through Friday. That's, that's your fault. That's the Joan Esposito show. I don't listen that's your to fault. She's a joke. She's a but, joke. But tell me, did you hear that? Yeah. 10,000 mm-hmm. mostly able-bodied men a day. are... Dude, this is an invasion on America. A day. And, and you want us to be concerned about... Um, Zelensky and him coming to, to to New York, the UN, and now to the Capitol today. Well, well, you want, wait, hold on. You want us to worry about sending billions of dollars over there to protect them and their border? But here it is. Our borders are still open and wide, and people are coming in every single day. I get it. America is the land of opportunity, no matter what these leftist, regressive, progressives think. Yeah, I said that. That was a whole garble of of words. But no matter what these people think, who think America is on decline, who think America is not great. Look at all these people. They see opportunity here where we see what? Stupidity? Come on, Valon. I hear what you're saying, but I have to backtrack. Oh, yeah, I'm concerned with this con man coming to this country with his tin cup again. $25 more billion? How many billions of dollars are we going to funnel through this con man? He's a con man. I said it from a corrupt country. I am sorry. This con- that that country over there Don't is a corrupt sorry. country. Don't be sorry. And then we have this one point three trillion dollar debt looming that I want shut down until we can extract. Oh, you want to shut down? Now. I want to shut down until we can extract. Shut and shutting down right? some of these departments. I'm man, my blood. You just got you my need blood a pressure. Up. Life? Yeah, I need one. <laughs> I want these departments shut down. I want. I don't want consolidation. I want the heads cut off. Department of Education, Department of Energy. I don't care whatever it is. Shut these government entities down until we can get some money back from all the money we've been spending. Well, that's why I wanted to shut down previously. I don't give a crap about the world. No, shut it all down. 
shut it down. And, and you know what? Listen, as somebody who used to be in government, I say it, it's a good day when government's not finding ways to take money from you. That's what I say. That's what, and I, I get it that you got all Medicare, you got Medicare, you got you got all the government workers. That's the problem. That's our, not. Our, that's we're not so on bloated. The table. That's not on but the table. It's going to be. No, no. Nobody after, said anything about this, Social Security. Okay, missing the point. Or anything about that? After this continuing resolution, we're going to be right back in the same place because adults don't want to get together and actually provide a budget. But do you understand that they what don't want to cut? You know who wants the money. You know who wants money? The, the, the Department of Defense. They Correct. they want the money, and they the, if they want it for war profiteering. Now, I said this on your show. I don't give a damn about these war profiteers. Tell me what the money has been off the books for all of these wars. You will never know. Right. You will know what we spent, but you right. will never know what they made. Right. So guess what? Shut it down. I don't want them to get the money. I don't want them to get the money into the American. You sound more angrier today. Is it because it's a, a Thursday? Uh, it's, you know, I feel Sean's spirit. I feel it, Sean's it spirit in here. It's about when you come in here and, and, and fill in for Sean Thompson. You you tend to get his his fire, his anger. I feel that, the aura. That deep-seated anger that he has I feel when it aura. comes to uh, corruption. And, and because of, but that's that's really what it is with Zelensky, right? That's what He's a con man. He's He's a beggar. He's a beggar. He's the he's went all the way around the world begging for money. They've got about two hundred billion dollars from everybody around the world. And guess what? What are they doing yeah. with it? Yeah. Do you know who's getting the money? No. Oh, no. There's no there's accountability. No accounting of it. No. There's no accountability. Yeah. And what do we do? Oh, we just give him twenty five billion more. Is, no. that, is that the number that he's he's seeking? He wants. He wants. Yeah. He wants twenty five billion. Yeah. And then he said, if if he doesn't do it, he's not going to hold the elections. Look at that. What does that tell you about the nature of the man? That's a dictator. If, if, if I don't get this money, we're not going to hold hold free and fair elections. These were words from him. Think about that. Think about think about the right. Think about those words coming out of his mouth, and and we're supposed to, as Americans just throw money at at that. We're not supposed just to throw ask any equipment questions. after that no. because most of it, most of the monetary value comes from the equipment that we've sent over there. It is it's not. It wasn't all just you know, uh, hard-earned cash or money or credit, whatever. It was actually equipment that, that they derived the value of how much we're sending to them. Well, how much Shut money has... <laughs> Shut it down. Shut <laughs> it down, baby. Shut it down. How much money has he... Has he took off the top and put in his pocket? No, we'll never know that. I want to know. Yeah. How? Yeah, we, 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 we don't know Where here. would that accounting come from? We don't know. You we think we're going to go over there and say, hey, we want accounting? But we, we don't want... even know about the money our politicians take off the top and put in their pocket. Well, we just know that they, uh, become, they become millionaires after well, they get in the office. I'm going to tell you how they do it. How they do it? Hunter Biden just showed us. Oh. But Hunter Biden isn't the only one. Right. Hunter Biden, um, you know how many Republican family members have taken advantage of the exact same thing through foreign aid? Yeah. This is how they've gotten rich. And if you think... I said this. I said this on my show. I believe, uh, Valon. I said this on my show. If you think Hunter Biden's going to get convicted, and Joe Biden's going to be convicted of this, no, I got a, a oceanfront <clears throat> property to sell you in Plano, Illinois. <laughs> I do, I do, because there's too many people <laughs> implicated in this, Valon. There's yeah. too many. This corruption runs deep, and it runs decades long. When you hear Republicans get on TV and say they don't see the evidence. Um, Ken Buck. Come yeah, him up. Yeah. Congressman Ken Buck. Ken Buck. I eventually yeah. met him. I thought he was going to be a really good congressman. Man, he said he can't see the evidence. You, uh, how much time we got, Pistol Pete? <laughs> what? How, many time, how much time we got, Pistol Pete? Two minutes. Oh, he, he can't see the evidence. Um, yeah, here's some of the evidence, um, Congressman Buck. 
All right, uh, let me give you some numbers here. And and uh, I want to stress here that nothing I'm about to say has been disputed. On May 9th, the New York Post reported that Hunter Biden had taken $20 million from the Kazakhs, the Romanians, the Ukrainians, the Russians, and the Chinese. Network news coverage, zero. On June 8th, Fox News confirmed that Biden had taken, Joe Biden had taken $5 million from Burisma. Network news coverage, zero. James Comer came out with the report saying that the Biden family had been hiding this money through a web of 20 LLCs while not showing any work performed for that $20 million. Network news coverage, zero. August 17th, the New York Post came out with a story showing that... I mean, I mean, is that does that sound like evidence? Bob Alinsky, whatever that guy's name, who was Hunter Biden's what business partner? Idiot. Yeah. 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 He, he said he, he convicted himself on TV. Yeah, he did. Of a bribe. Yes. So well, I, I got I got that audio too I believe uh, play it you know I, I mean I, I love people to keep hearing it. but but it's, we don't I don't think we have the time and you know but 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 Vlon, this is what I don't blame the politicians I blame the American electorate mm. because they continue to send these people back because it's their congressman it's their senator and they take good care of them right well they're not taking good care of America they're not. They're simply not. And if we continue to elect, you know what I want to see? I want to see more of the Meyer, Meyer, Meyer Flores in Texas okay. went into a 150 year blue district and won as a Republican. You want to, that's what, that's what needs to happen in America throughout this country. Do you think the American people have developed a certain amount of acceptance? Yes. When it comes to corruption? Um, it, well, yes, I do. I do. I do too. I do. Because you know what? Every time I have these conversations with, uh, in the community, I'm not going to, because I'm trying to stay away from the black stuff. In the community, they say, well, you know, well, what, what am I going to do about it? Where's mine? Yeah. I want to know where, where well, my I piece, get my piece of the Yeah, action. well, my piece of the pie. Okay, Valon, when we come back from break, all right, we got, we're both going to calm down. Okay. <laughs> because that first segment, it was a little, <laughs> a little rough, a little, a little loud, a little, a little, a little, we were very demonstrative. Okay. But I, I think, I want to see this more in the American people. I think the American people have to come to an understanding of what's happening to our country. And if, 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 if not now, when, if not you, who, because the, from the, from the um, Republican um, platform, we are at a crossroads. We are truly at a crossroads in, in this, in this country. Which way will we go? Will this country, the greatest country ever devised, the most exceptional country ever. Will it go down or will we fight for her and bring her back? You're listening to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson show where Democrats are always wrong. Republicans are seldom right. And politicians are never, ever to be trusted on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. All right. We gotta change up this music. We got we got black folk, kid folk in the in the Uh-oh. studio. Uh-oh. <laughs> you don't like Marilyn Manson? No, I love I, Marilyn I, Manson. Not, I don't like anything about Marilyn Manson. I'm John Anthony. Oh, that's Mar- oh, I'm sorry. You. It sound like Fallout Boy. I mean, uh, it sound like Marilyn Manson. See, I, I messed know, up again. I already know you lost your black card. Now you're losing your white privilege card. Now, <laughs> uh, I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. That voice you heard is Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway, causing trouble. See, Verlon. I was. I told you. I wanted to start off with something, you know, nice and and calm and reflecting. And what did you do? What did I do? I you t- started trouble. 
listen, if when you start talking about the debt, it's either or with me. As long as the elderly aren't being taken advantage of or if they're not going to lose their house or where they stay and they won't be put on the street and yeah. they don't lose their check, I'm okay. Yeah. Now it's not about that. It's really all about military spending. So war profiteers can go make war and make money. <laughs> and I have a problem with that. I have a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, it, but it goes back to, I, I, it, you got to go back to the beginning of this, though. Uh, these Republicans who voted to allow that, that, that the, the, the former continuing resolution to pass, knowing that there was an incoming administration yeah. <laughs> uh, with Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. You, Too you, many people forget that. You've been saying that for, for because people over a forget. year. Because people forget. We're in this predicament not because of Kevin McCarthy, Matt Gates, and, and and no, it's because those Republicans who voted prior to Kevin McCarthy taking power. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Craig from Mount Greenwood, what's up, brother? Hey, uh, John. Very, very good to hear you. When uh, Sean Sean's not there, it's really a treat to have uh, someone like you. I, I like uh, I really appreciate you, and uh, even Verlanda to give you the uh, good cop, bad cop kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> I like you guys. Thank you, Craig. Thanks a lot, man. What's going on, brother? Hey, what I want. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I uh, I know Sean's no uh, fan of Zelensky, but I'll tell you what. I just recently just looking over things and seeing these statistics of like uh, ten to one, the uh, Ukraine loses their men, brave men and young boys and everything in this war. They're getting chewed up like a meat grinder. The country is getting absolutely destroyed from end to end. And everything. I think that that Zelensky is probably a traitor. Yeah. He's in cahoots with all these rural leaders and stuff like that to take and destroy that country and everything because they want same thing like what Hawaii. They, they want to make a smart city. They want to do some kind of smart city over there. And I think that guy might be a real traitor, and he's sacrificing all those innocent and brave young guys and, and destroying their country, and he's going to take the money and run. Yeah, we already know he's an actor. Thank you, Craig. Right. Appreciate it. Right. Uh, let's go to Rich from Indian Head Park. What's up, bro? What's up, Rich? Hey, Dan. How you doing? I'm doing well, How sir. you guys doing? All doing right. Well. What What's I up? wanted to say is, did you guys see that video of Kamala Harris oh. saying that uh, – the problems we're having in the country is because of climate change anxiety. Yes. And that's why people aren't buying homes and having kids. Yes. You think it could be because they're living paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. And yeah. The high gas prices and food inflation. prices. Yeah. And and she's one of the smart ones in uh and it's uh great Biden administration, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well she's what so a joke. Yeah, she's so smart she had a hip hop summit at her, her residence a couple of weeks oh, ago. Geez, don't bring that so, yeah, up. she she she's definitely trying to recruit back the black vote that they know they're that that they are losing. Thanks so much, Rich. I don't really know what Willie it. Brown saw in her. Uh, what? Oh God. Oh fly. Shush. Let's go Mike from the South Side. Mike, what's up, brother? Gentlemen. How you doing? Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking my call. I hope both of you are well. Doing oh, well. we are. We are. Uh, when you started out by, you started out talking about migrants, and I just, I, there's something that's really awkward about this situation. So we have uh, J.B. Pritzker and Brandon Johnson uh, encouraging the federal government to expedite work permits for migrants. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I, 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 I'm still waiting for the newspaper coverage about how you know, adding more unskilled labor to the workforce will affect African Americans. Oh, oh, that's Uh-oh. a good one. Wait, where are the black politicians saying that? Yeah, exactly. I, the do, have you heard them say? I haven't heard any black politicians saying mm-hmm. that yet. Mm-hmm. I have heard from the residents in a lot of yeah. these communities where yeah. they want to set up now these these basically um, 
Well, they want to rent schools or something like that, or, or build tents Man, within the, communities. On I've heard, I've heard on 115th, on 115th in Halstead, the old jewel. They're about to sell up, set up military tents. Winter, winterize. They're prepared see? to do this all winter. No, no, no. That's not fixing the problem. That's see. That's 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 what I mean about. I don't blame the politician. I blame the people that sends them to office. Why send somebody like this in office? They don't want to fix problems. There's no nobody wants to fix problems, Valon. You do realize that because problems. You know what? You know what problems mean? Money. You well, know, I, 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 I think a lot of this invasion is, is so that more money can be pumped into these cities. And you know me, I like to talk about social issues, politics, too. But social issues affect me the most. And guess what? I'm going to say something nobody else is talking about on radio. Now, we always talk about sex trafficking and everything, right? Yeah. When they put these camps uh, in all of these communities, these urban communities, what do you think is going to happen? Prostitution is going to go already through happening. the roof. It's out there. But look, I'm going to tell you something. I used to live over 127th and Peoria. The police did a good job cleaning up 119th Street, 120th Street. I didn't see any. I didn't. Okay. Okay. I didn't see, I didn't see any, yeah. any prostitution. Now, watch. Watch what happened. It's going to come back into effect. Uh, it's going to be. Big time. Uh, and, and guess what? They all voted for it. Mike Lake Forest, hold the line. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the hit radio show heard every Saturday, 4 to 7, blackandrightradio.com with my man, the troublemaker. We'll be right back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. And I heard a, a screeching. Between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. What in the world is this? And I heard a boom. You gotta give me some time. You gotta let me know that you're gonna do this. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, filling in for Sean Thompson with my friend, the Troublemaker. Before we go to our next guest, which I was so fired up before the break, I forgot to tease it. Let's go to Mike from Lake Forest. Mike, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey guys, pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you you made a you made a comment that are we going to let America just you know uh, go down or are we going to stand and fight to keep her or bring her back? How do we do that when the when the voting system we don't even trust it anymore? Yeah. Hmm. Well, and and then and well, then. The the whole system is so corrupt that that you know, I, I just you know if if you want to stand against it you're 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 labeled a a, a criminal or that if you talk about it you're you they they have the power to you know come and take you and lock you up what how <laughs> well, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say what I was telling John during the break people and I don't hear any candidate but one. Vivek says we have to start teaching American values again, American exceptionalism. When these young people learned out what it mean or learn about what it means to be an American, the country can write itself. Yeah, I, 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 this is what I'll say. I think we said this on our show Saturday because we, we, we talked about something similar to this. As Americans, we have to start thinking and fighting with our mind. Stop with the emotionalism and get out there and fight. And and and, and if that fails. I remember a certain former president saying the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Uh, I know Amen. that's I know that's harsh. Amen. 
I know that's harsh, but people forget how we became a nation. We became a nation because we fought against British rule. We understood Amen. freedom, and, and, and pe- uh, the, the, the question becomes, do, do people really understand what it means to be free? Do they understand freedom and liberty and what those really, really mean? I don't believe so, because so many people are caught in bondage. Look at what happened during the entirety of COVID. People allowed their own government to, to enslave them. That didn't have, I, I did not go along with it, and I'll never go along with it as long as I'm here breathing as an American. So, And that's a great point. Look at the immigration thing. They open these borders to let America be invaded and yeah. flooded, and then they issue these guys bogus. The government, the, this corrupt government, yeah. IRS, I think, issues them bogus Social Security numbers, so they're paying into the government and covering like untold amounts of, of yeah. they're funding all the black pro, black ops projects and God only knows what yeah. that I, how will they let that go like you just said though the refreshing time to time blood of patriots yeah. so and start thinking fighting guys. thank you take thank care you, my brother all right um speaking of that um Vilan, I am a huge fan of the heritage heritage foundation I'll never forget when I first came and started my foray into uh telling people that I that I was a conservative I didn't know so much about Republican. I just knew I had conservative beliefs. Lee Walker um, uh, introduced me, uh, took me to an event with Edwin Meese, and I got the opportunity to meet Edwin Meese. He's the former Attorney General of the United States of America under Ronald Reagan. Um, he was an amazing gentleman, and he gave me the the sense that it was okay to come out and be Republican. Um, and Heritage Foundation, if you if you are not following Heritage.org or you're not following anything Heritage Foundation is doing, go to Heritage.org, follow all their social media platforms. And our next guest is the executive vice, vice president of the Heritage, Heritage Foundation, um, Derek Morgan. Um, Derek, is, uh, Derek, I hear that you guys are right now. He's an attorney. Uh, I loved his article on Father's. If anybody knows anything that's near and dear to me, it's, it's anything that you're talking about with a father. Um, Derek, I hear you guys are in Lake County right now. Is that where you're at? Yeah, yeah we're in Lake Forest. Lake Forest. And, uh, yeah, and, and there's going to be a couple of uh, events we're doing around around the city, around the area, uh, particularly talking about rogue prosecutors and making sure that you know justice is carried out so people can be safe in their own neighborhoods. Yeah, and, and is that the same type of event that you're at today in Lake Forest? The- Okay. Now, now, now we talk about rogue prosecutors and you look across America, you look, you look what's just happened to a very former president, Donald Trump. Um, Derek, I mean, how, how, how do, how do, how did, as a country, how do we allow this to happen where a Fannie Willis, a, um, uh, what's the black guy, Vilan in, in New York, your friend, Alvin, <laughs> yeah, your buddy, your Alvin, Bra- friend, Alvin, Alvin Bragg. Bragg. Yeah. When you look Alvin at Bragg, how, yeah. well, when you look at how, how they're going about doing this, uh, in my opinion, uh, I had Father um, Father Stephen Lee, who was one of the indicted 19 co-conspirators for the RICO charge, here on the show, my show, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you look at how none of these people knew that they were under indictment until she did her press conference. What is happening to our judicial system, and and how will your this event that you guys have coming up, I believe it's uh, Monday, September 5th at Gibson's Bar and Steakhouse, the fight against rogue prosecutors from 430 to 7. How can how can people learn how to combat these type of things from happening to them? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's multifaceted. The first thing to do is educate yourself. 
And so the uh, this is not uh, by accident. It's not a coincidence that we had uh, we've had these rogue prosecutors pop up. The first actually ones were in very small towns in Mississippi and Louisiana of all places. But Chicago was really the first main stage for this yeah. uh, with Kim Fox. And uh, unfortunately, it's it's a plan by George Soros and uh, some and some other uh, folks on the left where they want to try to play in district attorney races and they want to get district attorneys who do not want to prosecute crimes. Yeah. Uh, where they'll try to knock down uh, felonies to misdemeanors and not prosecute misdemeanors at all. You know, they want to increase shoplifting uh, that they'll prosecute from 300 up to $1,000. And it's just, you see lawlessness. So you have that on one side. And then the other side, you have a clearly weaponized FBI that is out of control. Uh, you know, don't take my word for it or your word for it. Read the Durham report. Yeah. It is uh, chilling. And it goes in, in great detail about how the FBI... Uh, was biased against President Trump in 2016. They were giving special briefings to the Hillary Clinton campaign on how to protect themselves against foreign influence and didn't offer any of that kind of support to uh, to President Trump's campaign at the time. And uh, you've seen everything else that's happened since then. It's it's a real travesty. Yeah, and, and, and Mr. Morgan, when you, when you talk about Kim Fox and George Soros, you know, you hear the people say, oh, that's huge conspiracy theory, George. So this this is not some big, huge plot by George Soros to go in and to cause mayhem and chaos throughout the cities. Because I remember I'm, 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 I'm very familiar in working with prosecutors. I'm a former cop and I'm a former legislator. And I remember there was a case where there was a the cops were chasing after these kids up on up into the up onto a um, railroad Vidoc. One the cop got killed. Um, um, they didn't, she didn't charge these kids with murder. Normally that's what would happen if, if in the commission of a felony, um, someone dies, that person gets charged with murder. She, this was the first time I've ever heard that not happening in, in, in a County, especially here in the state of the Lord. I've never heard that. Um, these are the type of things. Is it, yep. would you call it conspiracy theory, uh, with George Soros and what he's doing and how he's decimating our counties? I think you just got, unfortunately, just look at the facts. And my colleague, uh, Cully Stempson and, and uh, Zach Smith, they put together this book called Rogue Prosecutors. Chapter four is all about Kim Fox. And they're not really even hiding that, what they're trying to do with George Soros. He has a whole chapter, chapter two, talking all about how this was a plan from the beginning. Uh, he's spent millions and millions of dollars to try to get folks elected. Uh, he thinks that there's an over uh, over incarceration problem is what he says, and that uh, systems are systematically racist, and uh, he wants to to reduce jail and, and prison populations. And of course, there's some things you can do that are uh, effective, uh, but just the wholesale not prosecuting crime is exactly in the wrong direction. And the people that get hurt the most are typically in uh, majority minority neighborhoods, uh, and it's it's really uh, sad. And well, not to mention police who are left to hang out to dry. Well, I don't understand what you could possibly do. Because if people in these consolidated counties and districts, if they're dead set on voting for these people because they believe in the rhetoric that you're talking about right now, how can you change uh, from rogue prosecutors being elected? Well, I'm happy to report uh, Cully and Zach looked at eight different prosecutors and five of them are no longer going to uh, be in that position come next year. A few are retiring. Some have been thrown out. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, I think people are, are fed up with it. They look at the lawlessness. I mean, all you got to do is look at these videos of people robbing, be it, you know, a drugstore or what have you. Or you had the, 
uh, store owner who had to try to beat a guy off with a stick that went viral. Yeah. I mean, people are having to take law into their own hands, and I don't blame the police at all. They're not getting support from these prosecutors. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's like it's almost um, you know in, in vain that they're locking these people up. They're immediately released, and then no charges are filed against them. I agree. Uh, we I, have to have the back of our police, and we have to have prosecutors that'll prosecute the law. That's true. Hey, Derek, can I hold you over for one more segment because I want to get into that article. I know it's an old article, but uh, when I read it, it's something that's near and dear to me. Um, I, I read it; it, it was it, it hit me uh, as a father. I, I lost my 18 year old son to suicide um, back in 20, so 2021. So reading that article, it, it kind of hit me in the gut. So we're talking with Derek Morgan, Executive Vice President for Heritage Foundation. You listening to the Sean Thompson Show, guys? Hold the lines. We'll be right back. Sean, now, 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Welcome back Pandemic to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Brandon. Thompson alongside my pal, the troublemaker. Before the break, we were talking with Derek Morgan. He's the executive vice president of the Heritage Foundation. Let me clear something up really quickly. Um, um, I don't know if you heard what I said, Derek. When I talked, when I quoted from Thomas Jefferson, the tree of liberty, uh, I personally believe that is the last line of defense. We cannot rule anything out when it comes to America. When you look at the, the how they're weaponizing everything, I don't believe in physically fighting. I believe, I do believe we, we, we put on a big boy pants and we get out there, we work, we work hard. We beat them. Hugh Hewitt said it so succinctly. If it's not close, they cannot cheat. I'm sorry, um, Mr. Morgan. Um, but you wrote an article called How Fathers Can Help Their Families. And I'm going to tell you, I read the first three lines of it, and it was the third line that hit me in my gut. Your boss can always find a replacement for you at work, but only one person can be dad to your children. Um, talk to us about what, what inspired you to write this article and what were some of the, the, the takeaways that you believe, if instituted, can help better solve some of the, the societal ills when it comes to fatherless homes. Yeah. Yeah. John, it was really, uh, you know, I've got four boys. I'm trying my best to raise them. Not always easy, um, but it is a joy. And that's really what inspired me. And so I looked into the social science research and right now boys are, are going on a really bad path for the most part. If you just look at the statistics in terms of uh, success launching in terms of getting into the workforce, uh, you know, uh, college numbers are way down for the first time in history. It used to be close to 50-50. Now it's 60% female, 40% male. And so there's all these stats that show that, that men are kind of struggling. And I, I think in part it's because they don't have that role model. Yeah. And men have got to be role models. There's three simple things that uh, fathers can do. Number one, attend to their marriage. Uh, sh- you know, keeping that covenant with your wife and prioritizing her. You know, even over the kids that models what they should be doing, that they should be finding a woman that they can protect and provide for. Number two, attending church. All the data is absolutely conclusive that families that attend church together have much better outcomes. And then third is trying to be home for dinner. It's a simple thing, but I read about Atros Perot. He's a guy who founded $2 billion companies. Uh, he even ran for president as an independent 30 years ago. Uh, but he made it a priority every day he was in town to be home for dinner at 630. Mm. And that's what every one of his kids remembered and talked about at his funeral service. So to me, you got to live with the, the end in mind. 
And uh, you got to do some simple things like that to uh, to be a good role model for your boys. Yeah, we got about a minute left. Uh, you want to give um, some information on the event that's happening on the 25th of September at Gibson's? Yeah, absolutely. Gibson's Bar and Steakhouse on Monday the 25th. It's going to be uh, um, actually with Cully Simpson and Zach Smith, who co-wrote uh, this book on rogue prosecutors. And they're going to go through uh, the main finding in their books. Like I said, they looked at eight different prosecutors and they tell you all about how George Soros had this planned out from the beginning. And they give you a roadmap for how we can fight back. Villan, we may need to hit o- get over there and, and go to this event. You, you game? I'm down. I'm in. Um, Derek Morgan, thank you so much for joining us here on the Sean Thompson Show. I will, I'm going to get your contact information. I'd love to have you come on my show. Um, I, I look at some of the, a lot of the different things that you, you talk about. School choice, that's huge for me. I'm helping build schools across the state of Illinois, and we're venturing into Florida and Michigan, uh, Christian conservative schools throughout. We have six right now. So uh, school choice, fair elections, protecting life, that's something that's right there and near and dear to my heart. So I'd love to have you on my show. John, I'd love to do it. Thank you very much. It's been a great discussion. Thank you. Derek Morgan, Executive Vice President of the Heritage Foundation. Um, Thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. Um, Valon, that's, I'm telling you. um, Pistol Pete, how how much time I got? One minute. Uh, Let's go to Walt real quick. Walt, we got 40 seconds. I I had to clear it up because I saw your call. Yeah, all this talk about fighting and bloodshed and so forth is self-defeating. And I can tell you, Merritt Garland would be very happy to put you in jail. You go down that path. But here's what you need to do. Work a precinct. Go into an area where the, uh, the, the precinct is, let's say, a, a, a switch hitter. Get, get that precinct. Start working it. If you get uh, Republican literature, make certain yeah. it's in the door. Right. Knock on the door. Don't fight. Don't go in there That's arguing right. about abortion and gun rights and so forth. Talk right. about practical issues. Like, right. I got to go. Like I got to go. Well, but you know what? That, I did that actually in my precinct. My precinct was deep blue when I moved into it. It turned red because I worked the district and I mean the precinct. You listening to the Sean, Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson show on AM 560. The answer from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Welcome back, Hour 2 of the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of the hit show, Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7 with my main man, Villan Galloway, the troublemaker, red velvet, black velvet, uh, taffy apple hair. Well, it was one more. Somebody else called you something else. I don't know. (laughs) But um, that was a very good conversation with um, Derek Morgan. It was. Um, Dude, I'm... I'm just fit to be tied. I mean, I, I really want to go that, to that, Villain. Uh And I, I I would love to read that book, mm. you know, because, you you know, we talked about George Soros and all of the people that he's gotten elected and people's, oh, it's conspiracy theory. It's not, bro. No, it's not. He literally is doing that. You want to cause chaos? Go to go, Start it at the state's attorney level throughout throughout America, and chaos will reign, right? Yeah, that's right. But I don't, I don't see him... Uh getting any any of those states attorneys elected in the south like right 
Well, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, they've been holding so much, so patiently. Uh, Greg from Rogers Park, welcome to Sean Thompson Show. Hi, hi guys. Listen, thank you guys for your hard work on Saturdays and, and also when you fill in for other people on the uh, AM, AM 560. My question you. to you, John Anthony, as a former law enforcement officer, if you were a policeman in Chicago, Cook County, whatever, and you had to deal with the political climate, we're here to defund the police, the, the politicians throw you under the bus, would you resign and go to a better department somewhere else in the country, I, or would you try to stick it out? No, I definitely would be gone, um, because okay. I, I would not want to be the next milk case, milk carton uh, case of uh, a police officer who's doing his job and gets tripped up by a rogue, rogue prosecutor, so no. I would be gone, and I, I know that's, that's happening a lot right now, and uh, um, I believe it was the Illinois um, I believe it was the Illinois FOP that just came out with saying that they understand why uh, Illinois police officers are leaving, specifically Chicago police, police officers. So I, I, would, I would definitely be gone if I had an, a better opportunity in a warmer climate, <laughs> I'd be gone, especially at, at, at 47 now. Um, if I was still in policing at this age, I'd definitely be gone. Very good. Yeah, Lee County, right. Florida could use you. <laughs> oh, so you you've moved to Florida? You left the? No, the, I, I no, I have family down there. My, my parents and my brother and his family are down there, and he's a, he's a battalion chief on the Fort Myers Fire Department, and it's so much different than up here with the police and law enforcement. Yeah. And well, I would love everything. to be a. I would have loved. I picked the wrong profession. I should have went to. To being a fireman, I mean, you get to eat and sleep and <laughs> on the job. I mean, that's the that's the that's the better yeah, of the job. You also got to deal with the hurricane prevention, yeah, and you also got to deal with the cleanup after, I and mean, that's not fun. Well, that's true. Thank you so much, Greg. Let's go to uh, speaking of Florida, Eduardo. What's Eduardo. up, brother? Yeah, that, well, that's a good choice. You guys can uh, be one hour ahead over here if you do the uh, <laughs> show from uh, Florida. Yeah, no, I'm good. But uh, I was going to bring up. Um, this thing I just saw, and it's on Drudge, but uh, it's on Daily Mail, too. Prison huh? Paradise. 11,000 cops storm a Venezuela prison. What? And it was quite, yeah, they had a zoo, a casino, a nightclub pool, a supermarket, <laughs> bit, Bitcoin mining machine. Check it out whenever you guys, your, you and your audience want to check it out. Man, I, wow. thought, I thought I consume a lot of news. <laughs> I don't never find what Eduardo finds out. Yeah, the stuff he comes up with. <laughs> Thank you, man. Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I got to do this because everybody's got to know this. Even even if I got to call the other station, they got to know about this. This is, like, unbelievable. Yeah, I see and it. The Venezuelans got the red carpet treatment today. They had, a Bitcoin, they had Bitcoin mining machines there, too. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Mingos, yep. This is a, thing, a nice article I'm going to... Keep I see. My, uh, oh, guns right. drawn. Thank you so much, Eduardo. We really appreciate that. All right, you guys have a good uh, weekend. All right, you take it easy. Bye. Let's go to Mitchell from Displays. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, there, John Berlin? What's uh, up, man? You guys, sound, you guys are sounding great on this wonderful Thursday. The moon's in Sagittarius. Uh-oh. Here's the thing, okay? John Berlin. It is also a waxing crescent, right? It's also a waxing crescent. Waxing crescent yeah. right now. That you're John, very astute on these trials. Yeah. We appreciate the fact that you know what you're talking about. Very nice. Go um, ahead, brother. You have you guys hear a story about Peter Landis. He was the uh he was actually on the Secret Service team at of JFK on November twenty second, the day of the assassination. He found a bullet in the uh in the JFK's limousine, okay? With John Collins. And he kept it. 
So when the Warren Commission came out with you know, the single bullet theory, which was a total joke, right? It was an asinine pseudoscientific gem. They came up with that because they had to basically justify three shots. Well, the Secret Service guy finds a bullet in the limo scene, right? Wow. LBJ, the next day after, hey, oh, by the way, he holds on to the bullet for 60 years, okay? And never tells hey, that's evidence. About the story. What is, he yeah, committed that's a crime. <laughs> so not only that, so LBJ, even worse, okay? LBJ basically takes the limousine of JFK, sends it to the Air Force, and they fly it to Detroit, Michigan, and they completely refurbish the entire limousine, taking away any evidence whatsoever. As you know, as a former yeah. police officer, right? Yeah. You know, there's, there's all this forensic stuff, yeah. nothing. And then John Connolly, they took all this clothes. LBJ took it to his personal uh, assistant to get it all stitched up, and they had it dry cleaned. <laughs> so there was no evidence of where the shots came oh, I wonder why. So, yeah. That's a conspiracy theory about that, though. You Mitchell, know that, right? Mitchell? Mitchell? Uh, just a small one, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that L, um, Lee Harvey Oswald, okay, there's no way he could pop up basically three shots with an Italian um, Marna Cancana, you know, with, it, it wasn't scoped. And by the way, when, when Kenny gets shot, the first shot hits him in the throat. What people don't realize, there was another shot that misses him and hits a guy named James Teague, who's under the underpass. He gets hit in the face. So the Warren Commission was like, okay, we got to come up with three shots, right? Because the third shot supposedly was the one shot that goes through JFK, then goes through uh, Connolly and causes seven wounds, right? Back to the left. Back to the left. <laughs> and the fact is they had a Mitchell's giving us a history and then the reality of it all is this, <laughs> that the spy who's a Secret Service agent says, look, I don't want to say anything because everybody told him to keep his mouth shut. Mitchell, okay. Mitchell, um, Mitchell, I got to tell you, I just have to tell you something. You. Always believe the science, okay? The magic bullet, <laughs> bullet theory. It's not a theory. It's fact, okay? We're going to leave it at that. I don't want the FBI to come looking for you. <laughs> All right, Mitchell. Mitchell, we got to go. Thanks so much for calling us, Mitchell. <laughs> Love you, brother. Daddy, wait, I just got to hear I just got to hear one time. Daddy-o, come on, brother. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying here, daddy -o? <laughs> All right, take care, Mitchell. Let's go to David from LaGrange. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Hey, John, I just want to tell you that uh, uh, you're going places. And that, so when you take over Sean's slot. Oh, no, oh, no. Come no. on, man. Come on, man. You start in trouble. No, don't start that trouble. When Sean goes national and then you got to fill his slot, uh, you know, uh, the, you are going to be very welcome because uh, I think you do an outstanding job. Thank and you. on a personal note, I, I, I've lost, uh, I potentially lost somebody um, um, very, very near and dear to me who attempted and uh, was unsuccessful. And and when I heard about what happened with your son, I, I really felt your pain uh, a lot. Thank you. So I mean, tremendously. So but here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to uh, give you a breaking story. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, I have several friends that are Chicago police officers, and they're doing all this overtime uh, back at their precincts. And uh, and and here's what the inside scoop is: is that the reason that they're they're there is to, of course, there's a lot of uh, uh, sex going on, drug trade, um, shenanigans, but also there are the Chicago gangs want to kill the people yep. that, that are in these precincts because they're from Central America, they're gang members, yep. and once they're able to get out and be in the general population of Chicago, they're going to start their gangs in the local uh, area. Yep. Wow. Chicago, and, the, and the other gangs are, are, are smart enough to realize we need to eliminate them. We yeah. cannot have the competition. So there's people saying, watch out for the summer of 2024. Yes. With wow. the convention. Summer yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Hey, David, let me tell you why I know 
There's some things I can't even repeat. Um, you, that's not even the worst part of what's coming, uh, according to some people that I know that are very, very, very high up there. Um, a lot of my friends, I have a lot of friends, even in friends in surrounding departments, some of the things that they're being, the intel that they're giving in the surrounding department. So you are absolutely right, but that doesn't even hit the tip of the iceberg of what's coming. And guess what? The people of Chicago voted for this because it would not have happened had Paul Vallis become the mayor of the city of Chicago. That's my two well, that that's uh, hopefully you can share that a little bit of it. Uh, no, I can't share it because it's, 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 it's too it's too sensitive. But um, David, thanks so much for calling. Thank you so much for the um, the words of um, uh, encouragement. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, David. Absolutely. Man, All right. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. The gangs. I'm, oh, yeah. I was talking about prostitution. The gangs, man. What about the diseases that they're bringing? Oh yeah. I mean, we're not thinking yeah. about that. What about? The, I mean, these police officers, the the the, the support help. Uh, of the secretaries, they all have to go through this and watch and see all this happening yeah. in the city of Chicago yeah. because these people don't want to do their job. I, t- I said it on our show Saturday. It's cheaper to send them all back on a flight to their home origin, wherever they're from. They're not all just from Mexico. A lot of people just trying to make this a Latino issue. No, yeah. these people from all around the world, mm-hmm. it's cheaper to send them, send them back than to house them and do what we're trying to do right now. You want to fix the problem? Seal the border like Trump did prior to him leaving office. But they don't want to do that. Because I said, it's that. all about the money now. Now it's a money trail. Yeah, Follow money trail. the money. Always. Yeah. It's always a money trail. But they're never going to admit that they have to follow Trump's lead. I mean, come on. Are we living on Pluto? Right. Yeah. I, I know we got to go to break. And oh, I wanted <laughs> someone to say some more. But you're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in with my buddy, The Troublemaker. We'll be right back. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. We're having a party up in here. That's right. If you know anything about me, if you listen to my show, you know we like to have fun. We like to party. Um, but sometimes we get serious. Sometimes we've cried a few times, Verlon. That's right. The troublemaker. But uh, I, I, I love radio. I, it's, I, I've said it before. It's so cathartic. It, it gives you that feeling. Now I see where the party is. Pistol Pete, you didn't tell me the party was on the Sean Thompson um, rumble feed. That's where all the. Uh, I'm like, where are all the peeps at? They're all over on um, um, Sean Thompson's run, Rumble. Yeah, thanks, Pistol Pete. You're fired. How about that? Uh, uh, I know you want to get into something, so let's take these calls, and then we'll jump into what you want to jump in because. Right. Um, I, in this third segment, we have uh, Officer Betsy coming in, and I got some stuff that I want to talk to her about the the, the state of policing. So. Uh, let's go to Antonio. What's up, brother? Timothy. Hey, how are you? You got it. Hey, Berlan, thank you for getting my blood boiling. You don't <laughs> usually do that, but, but I, I, today you're Mr. Berlan. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. What people have to understand, why we're at where we are today, there's one person, well, one administration to thank. Believe it or not, that's Barack Obama. Mm. He is the man that brought in communism and entrenched all these communists in our federal government. He also raised our... National debt from me. Antonio, Antonio, 
I, I wouldn't say Obama introduced it. Obama made it palatable. He made it oh, accepting. No, no, no. Obama, they, 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 they really, they really made sure our federal government became. I mean, they really put the nail in the corruption coffin. I mean, they, that government has not been the same. There hasn't been a budget since yeah. George Bush. No, there right. hasn't right. been one. I, Obama spent a trillion dollars a year on handouts, and he made sure every communist that could that was available would work in the federal government. That bureaucracy is trash. I mean, judges. Every, I mean, every institution in our federal government's corrupt. You can't fix it. You got to. You got to let it. You got. You got. You got to let it fail. Oh, you're a burn down type person else. too. <laughs> oh, you you can't fix it. You just can't fix it. There's certain times a house when you look at a house. Okay, you, you just can't fix it. You just got to tear it down and build it up again. Yeah. It's just like you said, the tree of liberty. Yeah. But I got I got I got an idea that should be, you know, uh, thought about. What's that? Dealing with the illegal. Don't call them migrants. They're illegal. Yeah, that's right. What Brandon Johnson should do is every busload that shows up. You should take it right to O'Hare and spend a six, seven hundred dollars. What did I just say? Per guy and send them all to Ukraine. Ooh, oh, oh, that's a different. That's a spin. Okay, that's a spin. And it only costs Russia, Ukraine, Ukraine, whichever one they want to go to. No, Ukraine. You send them to Ukraine. How much money have we sent to Ukraine? Yeah. Let's send them all these. They, they can feed them. Sorry. Well, what's you the number out? up to now? Of, of what? The amount we sent to Ukraine. Uh, uh, at least two hundred billion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. That's worth about uh, ten million illegals. Yeah, what I think. Antonio, thanks so much for calling the Sean Thompson show. I appreciate you, brother. All right, guys. All right, uh, let's go to Kip from Stillman Valley. Kip, What's hey up, man, Kip? real quick, guys. I know you're getting short on time, man. I remember calling Sean's show before you got the black and white show, but but uh, I thanked him for having John you when you filled in for him because I thought you were going to be a hit then, and I thanked him <laughs> for it. I said I thought that was a smart move, okay? Right. Thank you. All right, now, well, you guys started at the beginning of the show with that missing aircraft, correct? Yeah. Yep. And the sound of it was before it crashed. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the sound of the plane. It was the sound of the pilot that was Zelensky's top guy to take it out for a test run. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys are great, man. Continued success. All right, thank you, Kip. At five sixty. Thank you, Kip. Later. Thank you, brother. Now, now, I have not had any of these people. I did not. I I did not call. I have none of their contact information for them to say some all the nice cities that they've said about us. I have not. I don't. I don't know these people outside of the radio. So, uh, you want to get? Do you want to get started, or you want to? You want to? You want to start kicking it off? Okay, um, how much time do I have? Uh, three minutes. Okay, I got enough time to kick it off, and then we can talk okay. about it. People Sounds can good. take take their pick. Doesn't sound good. You know, remember, I said I was going to stay away from the black stuff, right? Well, I have to talk about two black. That's because you don't have the card. That's why. Well, well I know, but I but I you have to talk black. about I have to talk about these two black politicians because they're black and they affect our lives. Uh-oh. So I want to talk about our vice president, Kamala Uh-oh. Harris. She's all hanging out Is with little Is it Kamala boy. or Kamala? Ka- Kamala. I thought it was Kamala. No, no, no. Not Kamala, not Kamala. I thought it was Kamala. She said on The View, put a K instead of Pamela. A Kamala. P- Kamala. That's how you pronounce <laughs> her name. I'm with you, brother. She Go said. Ahead. Go ahead. But... Kamala Harris is hanging out with Lil Wayne and the celebrities trying Uh-oh. to push her agenda. Yeah. She's back on the stroll. Lil Wayne Trump, though. And whatever. Go ahead. She's back on the stroll again. And uh, she's hitting up our colleges. And her agenda is gun safety, yeah. reproduction rights, and voter rights. 
like black people don't have the right to vote. We already, everybody has a month to vote. You can mail in, you can do absentee, but yet Democrats still act like we don't have the right to vote and they don't want us to have the right to possess a gun. Okay. And the other politician I want to talk about, and I, and you know, I refrain from saying anything bad about the mayor, but I think the mayor is doing a little fear mongering now. Ooh, do tell. Brandon Johnson, I just heard uh, one of his statements on air. He's talking about extremists. He didn't say white right yeah. wing extremists, but he did say extremists. Read between the lines, you know yeah. what he's saying. He says they're trying to uh, threaten to blow up libraries because of the LGBT content in books and, you know, what, what? the sex ed in books. Mm. So he's saying that libraries are being threatened. Uh, bomb, so that, bomb so that, that must be, I mean, I'm sure um, the Fusion Center has picked up some chatter on 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 online and things of that nature or else he wouldn't have said it unless you know he's just that i'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt you know but i haven't heard anything about libraries being threatened to be bombed like uh the centers that 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 are the right to life center yeah but again who who i don't know anybody that wants to ban the books I've, I've yet to meet any of the people that were running for office that wants to ban the books. I've yet to meet anybody that wants to ban the books. They want age-appropriate locations. That's the, but that's the left's narrative is I'm not for banning books. It must poll well. I'm not, yeah, it does. I'm not for banning books. Honestly, what's wrong with labeling the books? Right. Like, like when I, I, back when I was 13, I tried to go see a Jason movie. Guess what? Oh. They said I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. You got to go see Cat's Eye. Yeah. You got to go see Cat's Eye. I don't want to see Cat's Eye. I'm 13. I want to go see Jason. You're not Cat's old Eye? enough. Huh? I don't remember Cat's Eye. You remember Cat's Eye? What's that? It was a movie. It was a movie with my boy James Woods in it. We're talking about Woods. I, I don't oh. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, it. I, I, don't, I don't really don't remember yeah. that. I don't remember that. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I just, it's just, it's, I, I don't know if I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want Illinois to win. And if that means Chicago wins, Brandon Johnson, no matter what he does, he has to win. But I don't. But it's not in him, Villan. He's too. There's there's too many controlling factors as as the mayor of the city of Chicago, especially now that the CTU, the Chicago Teachers Union, has him. You're just not going to break that 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 hole from them. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Find AM560, The Answer. That mix there. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my buddy, my pal, Verlon the Troublemaker Galloway. Verlon, I can't take it. Hey, I, I, take I, it. I, I, I put the scream in there. You did it yeah, this that time? Was me. Oh my <laughs> God, I can't take it. Hey, hey, did that fit perfectly though? Yes, it that did. That fit perfectly. Okay, now, all right, Verlon, I'm, uh, I'm going, I'm, I'm hitting the culture now. Okay. Here's the culture, right? I'm, I know a lot of people may not like him, and it's okay. But get up off my boy Deion Sanders, Prime. Get off Prime. I think a lot of people, if if you follow Deion Sanders from the, his college days up until now, nothing about the man has changed. The only thing that has changed about the man is is that he now has his faith in Christ. Um, I want to play. I want to play something to show people 
who he was and what shifted, what changed him to become who he is today. All right. A lot of people don't know this about Prime, but he was close to doing something that would have shocked, that would shock you probably. You probably never have heard Deion Sanders say this. Legend Deion Sanders shares the darkest moment of his life. Watch this. Lowest moment of your life. That's suicidal. I was suicidal. I had everything. Every time you turn on the TV, I was on every commercial. Top of my game, playing two sports. And uh, I tried to take myself out in Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't lie. I don't lie for nobody. Never did. And his police came down to the bottom of this runoff. And he said, uh, did you run off the road? Did you lose control? I said, no, sir. He said, what happened? I just looked at him like, you know what? You know what's up. And uh, I gave my life to the Lord in a condo all alone in Cincinnati, Ohio, while I was playing baseball, man. I was at the bottom of, to me, what life was. That's why you got public success and everybody that's successful publicly, they're struggling somewhere privately. And you got to really understand that. See, the thing about it, we do this when the camera's on. We got to do this when the camera's off. We got to talk to each other, man. We got to love each other. In the last seven days, over 15,000 people committed suicide. And on September 10th, NFL quarterbacks and millions from around the world are uniting to save lives on World Suicide Prevention Day. But our huddle isn't complete without you. Now, did you know that about Deion Sanders? No, I've, I've never heard him talk like that. That's deep. Yeah. I, I, the most I've heard him say, which I thought was going to be deep, that's deeper. Yeah. I've heard him talk about uh, young young men and what it takes for them to grow up and be young men. Yeah. You know, I've heard him talk like Jim Brown when it comes to that. Right. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it gets a little traction, but not a lot. And I right. hope this gets a lot of traction. But I, I, I think a lot of people don't realize when you hear this, the next audio that I'm going to play, this part of the Deion Sanders prime time persona, they, they hopefully now understanding the dark moments that he had to get to, because I'm going to tell you, Valon, I know this. I'm, I'm speaking from my own heart. I'm speaking from my own place. The people that makes everybody laugh, the people that want to see joy in the world uh, are the first people that you need to be concerned about. That's me. Um, if I didn't get, if I didn't get my faith in Christ, I wouldn't be here today, brother. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this. I would not be here today sitting behind this mic for Sean Thompson today. Um, life hurts. It's painful, and you 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 have to continue to push yourself. And this is why I love what Deion Sanders had to say in this audio clip. I'm gonna say something, and I want you to hold on to it. All right, get your cameras ready because this is game. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity. Come on, somebody. If I could get up and dance, I would dance right now. If I could get up and shout, I would shout right now. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity because I dress like I dress because I'm confident. I look like I look because he's confident. We walk like we walk because we're confident. I don't even use cologne. Now, that, this, it, this, somebody asked me, what is that you're wearing? I said, confidence. <laughs> It's, it's my natural odor. It's my natural odor. I don't I don't have to use Dolce or whatever it is. It's my natural odor. Come on, coach. Let's do it. Because if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they taste good. Milan? Yeah, that's awesome. Right? But it's a lot of insecure people out here. Yeah. And uh, they hate that you believe in yourself. And, well, that's what that's know. that's the that's the whole birthing of the cancel culture. Yeah. Because I my I'm supposed to worry about you. Not only your insecurities, 
but um, who you're not, what you're not doing, and you want to come and hate on me because I'm just living the life that God has planned for me. And if I offend you, I got to watch everything that I say and do because I may, def- I may offend you. Like, I, And when I think about it, I feel like the average off-the-shelf white guy because that's what they have to do. Well, you are. I know people don't like to hear it that way, but think about it. Think about the average white guy when they encounter a black guy, the angry black guy. The offended black guy right. or offended black woman. Well, that's what they're trying to say about Deion Sanders, though. Right. But he's but, loud. He's boisterous. He's yeah. no, he's confident. And guess what? He got those boys in Jackson State, took it from a nobody, no nothing program to a contender. And was that NAIA or whatever, whatever the conference is called. And now he's in Division One, Colorado Buffaloes. Colorado Buffaloes near three and zero right now. Three and zero. We know how many how many games did they play for the whole season? Uh, eleven, I believe. Eleven, twelve, I believe. All right, all right. But I'm just saying. I told you I had to hit the culture for a bit. Uh, but I know there was something. Um, I don't know how many minutes we got, Pete. Two minutes, right? Four minutes. Okay, oh, four you, minutes. You, That's you, good you can hit it. Oh, I just I'm gonna go right back to uh, Kamala Harris and uh, the mayor. Well, how do you feel about the mayor maybe fear mongering or Kamala Harris pushing the same old narrative of gun safety? reproductive rights and uh you're you're black you really you're suppressed when it comes to your vote right how do you you feel about that do you think that's a winning message for democrats she's the vice president so so she's next in line for president do you think that's a winning message for her for joe biden you know um because it tingles the fancy of black people does it I don't hear. Black- I, I, I think, but more black people are waking. I do. I do believe more black people are waking up to it. Though. I don't think black people are in an uproar when it comes to voting. I think they feel real comfortable now that now since they push mail in ballots to the extreme during COVID. Yeah. I think they're very very comfortable with the vote, and they know it. They know this is just a push, uh, a nonsense. I yeah, think but, most of us know that this is nonsense. But I think you have the Latino vote coming up in the rear. Really they don't strong. vote. They don't. All oh, this, but they look they at Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis flipped what was the county down there? One Florida? state. No, no, One no, no. State. You, no, you missed it. I'm talking about the the what he put together and 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 the attack plan to bring more of not only Latinos but blacks as well. I mean, you Let's take see. that. You um, listen. It can happen. I think that can happen anywhere. See, I'm an optimist. I told you. Okay, that. you know you, you're talking about DeSantis. What about Trump? He went from 25% of the Latino vote to 32%. Right. He knows how to pull it in nationwide. Yeah. The Sanitaires with this one state, no, okay, no. that's fine. That's fine. I get it. You know, but what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the individual. I'm talking about the game plan, the playbook that was set forth. I think those are the playbooks. Trump went from a 6% black vote to a 12% black that's vote. That's right. 17%, 17% black male vote to 6% um, female vote. Um, vote. That's right. <laughs> Which you don't you don't think will no, ever come around. No, no, that's not going. And on. I disagree. I think I think black women are going to come around this in next election they, because he talk about emotional. They the ones I, that's emotional. I get it, but but I think they're. I, you know what? You know the emotions that are attacking him. What uh, going to the grocery store, having to go pay buy damp pampers and 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 diaper. I mean, um, and baby food. And I'm seeing it because I got a grandson. I don't, now. I don't the hear price, them talking the about it they, because you know they don't talk about these things. They don't have these open conversations. You know, I like, work with like, like 200 do. women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they don't talk about that. That's my point. They don't talk about it. I guarantee you when they, when they back in the hood and in, in the house drinking, uh, they, they're, they're sitting there talking about it. Go on YouTube. You'll see it all over. Or, I mean, not YouTube, TikTok. You see all these black women starting to have these conversations about politics now because 
because it's now affecting them. It's affecting their livelihood. It's affecting their kids because of this trans, um, uh, re, uh, what's it, trans um, gender reassignment yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're now being affected by these things. Yeah. And so now they're talking a little bit more, maybe not still publicly, but they're talking about it because now it has hit their door. I still think black progressive leftist women are the scourge in this country. And I disagree with Dan Prof. And I hope one day we get a chance to sit down and talk about the black progressive leftist women versus the I disagree awfuls. with you. Versus the awfuls. He thinks the suburban white women are the worst. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have it out about that one day. Uh, let's give out the uh, um the number three one two six four two fifty six hundred three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I actually wanted to start it with a with a question before the show, but you got me so pumped up, I forgot. Uh-huh. You know, do you believe that America at under this administration administration is great? No. If so, explain. Please explain no, your answer. You said that. If you agree, but but I didn't I didn't pose the question. Oh, okay. I want to know if there are people out there. That are listening in their car or online, or no matter where you are in the world, do you believe under this administration that things are going great? You can make it more simple. Go ahead. Tell people or challenge someone like Cream Puff Jim or whoever. To oh, you know, he it. won't answer yeah, it. Yeah, but he he always, couldn't even answer the question me, last week. Ask him. Well, you, what you did he do right? That enunciation of that ask. 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 That's my baby, KJ. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Don't bring that up. <laughs> But ask one of these people, point to something he did right. Because yeah. we can point to a lot of things he did wrong. Yeah. Hey, Villan. Mm-hmm. Remember on the show Saturday, uh, we were talking about environmental racism? Uh, that's your. That's that new word you put, I mean, yeah. phrase you brought so, up. So I found a person on TikTok who actually helped define it for us. And Jane Fonda also. So oh. I want to play you this, this black, these, I think they're two black girls. I don't know. They're real high yellow like me, but they were even beyond. High yellow than me. They were more high yellow than oh, I am. They were so. passers. They, oh, I hate you. <laughs> but listen to their, their definition of environment, environmental racism. Okay. Environmental racism? That's a made up term. The planet doesn't care about race. Of All course. terms are made up. Environmental oh, racism describes the disproportionate impact that the climate crisis has on racially oppressed communities. But pollution is bad for everyone. Yeah, but just like privilege, it's not distributed equally. The climate crisis is the result of human activities, especially the burning of fossil fuels, leading to global temperature increases, extreme weather events, and other environmental changes. The people who profit the most from destroying our planet also have access to the means and resources to avoid the consequences. Environmental racism, coined by Benjamin Chavis in 1982, refers to the ways in which racially oppressed communities are more likely to be exposed to pollution, toxic waste, and other environmental hazards and be trapped in those conditions. Due to redlining, gentrification, displacement, and colonization, these communities are more likely to... Okay, okay, I'm not like Sean Tyler. Come on, man, you can't do it. Environmental racism. What will they create next? And why don't we push back against this foolishness, this nonsense nonsensical creation of term. Oh, it's made up. We know it's made up. <laughs> yeah. What right? can you do about it? What can you do about it? If, if what they're talking about yeah. is true, what can you do about it? Push back. Fight. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. John Anthony Verlon. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this 
is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Welcome back. Hour three of the Sean Thompson Show, hosted by John Anthony from Black and Right. That would be me and my good friend, my pal, my buddy, the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. So, Verlon, you know, I, I do I do peruse um, Instagram, TikTok, because I'm always looking for something that nobody plays or watches. But I, this did go viral. Now, imagine, imagine pulling up to a gas station. In an all black neighborhood, mm-hmm. what do you think you're gonna find outside of that rest that that, that gas station? Well, somebody begging? No, you think? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find out what happens when you go into a very nice community where the taxpayers actually care about their community and what you'll find at that gas station. People get mad when I say this, but you could tell you out here with the white folks because everything is out. Ain't no. Standing around begging, can I pump your gas? And they even got the snacks out. Look, you can get your snacks and get it yourself. You can't do that in the hood. They won't have that out in the hood. Look, oil and everything. Them will steal this as soon as they put it out. It ain't about living white. It's about living right. And with that said, stay on point. Wow. You should see the video, though. So it's a video. I mean, I mean, the gas station is pristine. It's clean. It's it's it. They have the oil, the the, the uh, oil sitting outside. Snacks outside of the gas station. You think that's gonna I've, happen? I've in the never hood, seen brother? that before. Never. I, back in the day, they used to do that in the hood. Back Not in the outside day. of the gas station. Back in the day, I can't remember. I do remember even the, the gas station. It ah, it was right on um, 69th and something. They actually used to have stuff out there when I was a kid. We I used to see it when I was young, real young, oh. and we used to go over there and get kept. Not anymore. I never. That seen ain't it. happening anymore. No. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, Chuck. Chuck. Uh oh, Delavan, Wisconsin. What's up, Chuck? Okay, this is going to be a serious conversation. Okay, you listen to me. Ten years ago, I went out to the Altel Gardens. I was working for a general contractor. Our job was to remove all the asbestos tile and all the lead paint off of the walls, and also all the asbestos off of the window cocks and pull the windows out on the A, B, C, D, and E schools. And I went there, and I saw the first kid there. I said, hey, who runs this neighborhood? And he says his nickname's Dollar Bill. I said, get in the truck. Let me go and talk to him. I went over there. I said, William, I want to talk to you while it's going on. He says, nobody calls me William except my mom. Mm. I said, listen, dude. I said, they are practicing every year, year after year after year, they would issue the contract to remove the nine inch by nine inch square tile that had the asbestos in the floors and the lead paint on the walls and also the asbestos on the boiler pipes. And then they would go there, the workers would go there and then things wouldn't go well. And then they'd pull the contracts. Mm. I said, we're going to get this done. I said, did you go to these schools? He says, yes. I said, do you have grandchildren in these schools? He says, yes, I do. I said, we're going to get the asbestos out of here. Tell everybody that anybody that comes in here, direct them to the schools. And we will get all this out of here once and for all. I said, because the government is practicing environmental racism on you. Because they let the kids go there. You can't have kids go by land-based schools 
and get led on a walk. It changes their DNA. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that was a problem. That was getting the best. Those uh, was out. was a problem throughout um, America at one point because of how we built back then. I, I did. I did the Arna Bontemps schools over on Halstead. I did the Washington Daily School on 67 Halstead. I was in charge of all that. Wow. Okay. And, and, and they took all that out of there. So when I went, we got every, so three days later, I says, Hey, tell everybody, don't come. Don't be giving anybody any, direct them to the schools. And they directed everybody to where you lost because it's a big freaking circle. All the gardens, only one way in and one way oh, out. Yeah, I know. I'm very familiar with that area. So we finished up, we finished up, we finished up ahead of schedule turn the schools back over to them. All the walls were painted. All the lead was removed. All the asbestos was removed. I went over and I seen this guy and he told me, I, he dollar bill. And I told him, I go, Hey, we did a good job. Didn't we? He goes, yes, we did. And I went there with a, a handle of uh, Jack Daniels. Solo cups. Red solo cups. Gave everybody a good drink. And, and I've never been back since. But I'll tell you what, uh, I don't think Rahm Emanuel could have pulled that off. No. And to this day, everything is clean in them schools. And so environmental racism does actually exist. It, okay. it, it, it exists in Milwaukee. It exists in Madison. I've been working up here. I'm in, I'm in Wisconsin right now. Yeah. And the thing is, is that they make these kids go to these schools that are contaminated. And it's yeah. very, very bad. Okay. But see, here's my problem. See, and, 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 and. I push back against anybody that says because what they're also saying is that this environmental racism is a part of environmental justice, which isn't part of some environmental systemic racism. I disagree with that. I think I think I think the people that are that that are elected in those areas, they look more like me and Milan, not you. So so to be upset about environmental racism how could you be upset when you continue to vote and put the same people in power who are not taking care of or getting that asbestos out of that building? That's that's the point of why I brought up environmental racism. They create these terms, though. No, you, you and you are correct. But I'll tell you what, you know, I'm a white guy. I know Verlon. I've seen you guys. I yeah, we, we dance with you. Come on now. We I, dance. Know, I know, but let's just stop that. Dave. But I want to tell you something right now. You know, we're all humans, yeah. and you know what? This consistently goes on. And and when you have kids that come in contact with lead paint from back in the 50s, it changes their DNA. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and it just tears me freaking apart. What, you guys are going to get an Academy Award for this show right now. Well, <laughs> well, Chuck, I just want to say something. You know, before the technology was what it is today, you know, I believe – all of America was built with lead and all of, That's what I all, said. all of the bad stuff. It's just the fact that, to, to John's point, in, uh, in, in those white communities, if I'm just going to say it like that, they got it out. They, they, they were more aware. And they used and the they, money and, for its and, purpose. And, and, right, and they got it out. In these black communities where they elect black politicians, they're not concentrating on that. They were late to the game. So now they got it out. They got it out now, but they were, like I said, late to the game. So I, I just don't think it was. it's an environmental race, racist thing. I just believe that the politicians that they put in place needs, needs to concentrate on what's best for the kids or what's best for people, and they don't. 
They don't. They, they, they keep us distracted with yeah. all of this other stuff. Right. They don't because because it's an impoverished area. They continue to let the children go to schools where those, I mean, those hazmat type situations are. Right. Like if a piece of tile comes off the floor, it's not the tile that it's asbestos. It's the mastic. Right. The mastic from John's Manfield is in the tar that's mixed in with the asbestos. Right. And as soon as they walk through it, Oh, we lose. Then it's up in the air, and then it's in their lungs. Yeah, Chuck, we got to go, but that's not a racist problem. That's a policy problem. That's a policy problem, and 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 that's my point. Is that's why to call it environmental racism is disingenuous. When when it's in reality, it's the it's the it's the people that they elect that don't fix the problem. Because when the money goes there, where does the the money doesn't go to fix the problem? That's why yeah. saying that it's, in, it's environmental racism. Now, listen to listen to how Jane Fonda broke it down. It's a little music. I hate, I hate when I, f- I find these audio clips with music, but listen to Jane Fonda and, and her take on environmental racism. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. You can take anything, sexism, racism. Misog- Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? She's a hate. Oh, I restarted. I'm sorry. There will be no... Climate change without racism. Racism created climate change? Come on, man. She's a hater. Are, 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 are these people listening to themselves? Yeah. They're stupid. Yes, exactly. It's dumb. Let, let's, let's hear out. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. You can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it, and study it. Everything's connected. Where would they put the poison and the pollution? They're not going to put it in Bel Air. They've got to find some place where poor people. Or- you know why they're not going to put it in, Bu- in Bel Air? Why? Because the rich people ain't going to allow them to put it in Bel Air. The people will rise up and they'll be hell to pay. That's why. Yeah. That's why. But we go along to get along. Push back against these politicians that that, that have come to. Dude, Villan, yep. when you look at. The, now, the West Side, some parts of the West Side has changed. But for the most part, the West Side, the South Side, the East Side, doesn't it all still look the same since when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, it does. I look at some and it's like nothing has changed. And whose fault is it? It's the politicians, the TIF. What's TIF? What is it supposed to, what, what is it supposed to go for? Is it supposed yeah. to do what uh, Lori Lightfoot did? Uh, give, give it to some builders to build special projects? It's just a way to, 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 to take in more tax money. That's all. That. That's all it is. That's, That's all. all the tiff is. It was supposed to build those, uh, build that West Side back then. Yeah, and it was supposed, yeah, but it, it built, didn't it, didn't they use tiff funds to build that, um, right there on, um, uh, Dearborn, right by the, um, Daily Center, that block 37? Didn't they use tiff funds to build that? All I know, all I remember was Lincoln Yards. Yeah. Let's go to Carrie from Crown Point. Carrie, welcome to the show. Oh, black and white. Welcome to the Sean Thompson <laughs> Show. Hello, guys. I'm so glad to talk to you. Thank you. I just wanted to say how the gaslighting, our freedom of speech is being taken away. And I know you're going to laugh when I talk. Uh, you know, back in the day when Two Life Crew, when they were throwing the freedom of speech, freedom of speech, that was about songs yeah. that were for dirty. We're talking about people making up a new language. Yeah. I mean, yes. Kamala Harris telling us that people are coming from South America because of climate change. Right. These people are coming from terrible governments and places to live. Right. She always, I mean, they, they're making up things that aren't true. And then they never fix the lead in the schools, the lead in the pipes. 
they never fix the old problems, and then they make up new infrastructure problems, yep. which somehow include uh, killing babies that aren't born yet yeah. of yeah. every color. Yeah, yeah. But but and you know what, Carrie? Right. They don't they don't just make up words; they monopolize the language. After they create a a term, they then monopolize it so that you can't come back, you can't confront it, you can't break down what they're saying, because what they're saying is truth. What you're saying is a lie, because either you're and white. Then, Oh, hold on. Either you're white, yeah. you're, you're a black Republican, or because I, I, I still say black Republicans get it a lot worse than black conservatives. I don't care what anybody says. When I came, as a, came out as a black conservative, I didn't get as much hate as when I came out as a black Republican. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kerry. Honestly, now this story, I tell people they, they can't believe this. My family had to leave Bloomington, Indiana. Because they were Catholic, and my great-grandfather was forced by the KKK to leave because he was going to be next in yard. Uh, the, he worked on the railroad. Wow. So they followed the railroad up to him in Indiana. That is not about race. And my family, he, he had to leave his whole, move his whole family and leave the whole life down south because they were Catholic. Right. Wow. Because the KKK, the, discrimination is discrimination. Carrie, you sound like and a preacher. So you got a preacher's voice. Carrie, you got a preacher's voice. You're not a preacher, are you? I am not. I'm not a preacher. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I, you know what? I, I love black music. I okay. love all music. There we go. But uh, you know what? I, I, I've been listening to the Staples singers. That might be oh, what's going oh, on. Oh, no, no, no. We know the Staples singers. We, we... Valon is 50. I'm, cl- I'm knocking at the door at 50. But, Carrie, I don't know if you listen to my show and heard every Saturday, Black and Right. Please um, tune do. in. That's why I love hearing you guys. Thank you. Thank, we got to go to break, Carrie, but thank you so much for calling us. Thank you so oh, much for giving us your way, point. Yeah, go ahead, quick. And Nat King Cole is a better singer, you guys. You better remember Nat King Cole, right? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, uh-huh. then. No, no, no. No, no, real quick. Marvin Gaye or, or George Michaels? Who you got? Oh, totally Marvin Gaye. Boom. But then don't forget Nat King Cole. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Nat King Cole was great. Yeah, he was. Uh, we got to go to break. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You don't know about this, Villain. Oh, you know I know about this. You sure? Mama said knock you out. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of the hit radio show heard every Saturday, Black and White Radio, from 4 to 7 p.m. You know, I haven't talked about uh, I'm going to use this opportunity. I actually have a website where you can buy merchandise for Black and Right Radio. <laughs> BlackandRightRadio.com. Yes, Sean, I'm shamelessly plugging my website to get my merch. Head over there. We have over 200 some items up up, uh, up on the uh, website. website Black and Right Radio. I can't even get it out. BlackandRightRadio.com. Uh, we had a great, great, successful um, live on Lake Michigan boat cruise. Uh, was that last week, Flan? Yep. Was that really? No, week before, right? Was it? Yeah, week before because we did the show in the studio last week. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so next year, don't miss that boat cruise. It was an amazing time. Uh, best one ever. Best one yet out of all four. Yeah, everybody said that. Yeah, and next year will be the fifth year. So don't miss it. Uh, let's go to. Oh, here we go, David from Lansing. Uh oh. Hi guys, you, you you changed times on me. Listening. <laughs> um, We're not coming in hot. <laughs> hey, hey, Verlon, I hope you paid out on that steak dinner, did you? I, hey, I, I owned up, but uh, Lincoln, he okay. said he said that uh, 
you know, he couldn't make it because uh, he had to oh. he had to drive for like three hundred miles. And I told him, hey, look, the offer still stands. I'm a man of my word. Oh dang! Okay, well, well, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> hey, I, I called in because I had to pull over because I heard Jane Fonda, <laughs> and she she made me see the light of the liberal logic. So I'm going to apply the logic on a different argument here. There would be no inflation <laughs> if it wasn't for Joe Biden groping girls during photo ops. No and, inflation, and, and the reason, <laughs> and the reason why is because it's all connected. It all comes from a sick mind. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the inflation. Inflation. Um, <laughs> oh, Joe yeah. Biden's sick mind and his pushing of his policies and, and, and the unlimited printing of money and, you know, and then all the food manufacturers, like, was there like 200 food manufacturers burned down in the last three years? And I'm, I'm sure that adds to inflation, but it's all it's all like the sick mind of the left. Hey, David, David, causing, what, David, was it Sean Thompson that had that guy on talking about that? Or was that the morning show for line? When they had a guy on talking about how um, the, the coming food crisis, um, due to all of the distribution, due to all of the uh, processing plants that have either burned down or or, or just went out of commission, uh, right. I think that's yeah, true. It, do, it doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. It doesn't. <laughs> it seems like there's a pattern there, but, but it's, it's all rooted in like the sick mind of the left. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my point. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. I know you are. I hear it. But we didn't we didn't come in hot today, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Coming in medium like the temperature. <laughs> Take care, David. Oh, Blonde, here go your boy. Come on, Cream Puff. Come on, Cream Puff. What's up, Jim? Hey, hey hi guys. How are you? You wasn't expecting moon- us today, did? Were you? No, you got you're, you're moonlighting. You two guys. You got the <laughs> what you two? You're moonlighting. <laughs> I hope your check reflects it. Yeah, I'm just. What what are the odds on uh, Kevin holding on to that house of cards he's got by the tail? God, you know what? I think he's being treated unfairly because it's nothing he really can do. Nothing, nothing he can do. He's he's you know he's hand he's hog tied. Yeah. So I don't know what they expect. Yeah, I don't know what Matt yeah, Gates yeah. expect from him. I like the fight though. I I do well, I do know, like I, the fight. I, 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 yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah. It's just that. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know who knows? That's really up for grabs because you go either way. You know, Jim. Jim, I'll tell you this: Republicans, um, when as it as it relates to actual fighting, we pick the wrong time to fight. When we should be talking, we fighting. When we fighting, we should be talking. And I, I just don't think the Republicans understand the the art of war. I don't think they understand the forty eight laws of power because if they did. I think I think what you're seeing happening before you, because Hakeem Jeffries laughing because he's he's saying to himself, yeah. oh, I'm next Speaker of the House. Yeah. It, it, no, no doubt about it. Next next cycle, I'm definitely going to be Speaker of the House because Republicans can't get their house, their house in order. No, you know what, though? But I hope the 22 conservatives get exactly what they want. I hope they put up enough of a fight when we shut fight. it down. Yes. No, no, I hope we shut it down. I do, too. Down. You know, I and, told you I do. And we're going to see if... These Republicans can get reelected after a shutdown. We're gonna we're, we're gonna see. I wanted to shut down, and I hope we get some gimmies. I hope we get some gimmies after the shutdown. <laughs> you might be right. I think you might be right on that one. All right, good hearing you guys. All right, take you guys take it easy. Have a great night. Have All a right, great easy, night, Jim. Please. All right, bye. Um, Pistol, how much time I got? What? Uh, you know what, Courtney? You got thirty seconds. Go. Yes, you got thirty seconds. Get to the point. Okay, I'm getting to the point. <laughs> There's this pastor in Gary, Indiana. Uh-huh. His name is Cedric Oliver. I know Cedric. And what he does, 
Yeah, this man, I just saw the video on YouTube where he heats Biden and the Democrat Party. And I felt that it kind of segued into what you guys were talking about earlier yeah. before the break. Yeah. Man, you have got to see this video and hear what I this think the, I, man We got to go. Hey, Courtney, we got to go. But I think I definitely know the video you're talking about. I'll look for it. I think it's on TikTok as well. Courtney, thanks so much for tuning in while we're on hosting the Sean Thompson Show. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah! Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. Perfectly played, Pistol Pete. Perfectly played. I'm your host, John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. Sean, again, I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to fill in, not just today, but tomorrow and next Monday. Uh, it means a lot that you trust me enough and Taffy Applehead to <laughs> not break your show. Uh, <laughs> to not break your show. And uh, it really means a lot. So I really, really, really appreciate your support and your... Um, allowing us to come in here and invade these airways from four to seven. But Vilan, we have, we have a guest coming on, but before we get to her, you, did you hear that in California, uh, Los Angeles County, that deputy Ryan Clinton Broomer, he was 30 years old. He was sitting in his patrol car, sitting at a red light. And an individual came out of a, some silver, uh, uh, small compact vehicle and shot, and killed this California sheriff's deputy. He wasn't just doing his job, just sitting at a red light and was shot and killed. I I, I heard about it, but I, I don't know the details, except for the details that you just said. Yeah, this is coming on the heels of the, the, to these guys. They didn't know that this other guy was a sheriff, or was a former chief, who they, they ran, drove over him, ran over him, and killed him as well. Now, I do know about that one. When you look at, now, you want to put something on Barack Obama, Cops acting stupidly, that comment, I think, personally, started a war on policing. I, I really do. And joining us to talk more of that is Sergeant Betsy Bratner. I hope I said that, that said that Brat, Bratner Smith. She began her career as a police dispatcher at age 17. She held many positions in pol- patrol, investigations, narcotics, juvenile, hostage negotiation. Hey, I was a hostage negotiator as well. C- crime prevention, canine. What didn't you do? Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Betsy Bratner Smith, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I am so excited to talk to you. Yes, and great bumper music—one of my favorite songs ever, <laughs> of course. But you know, you 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 see you see the the war that's on policing. Uh, I want to run some numbers by you really quickly. Uh, this this report was done by the International Association of Chiefs of Police, uh, and they did a report, and they said eighty seventy eight percent of agencies reported having difficulty in recruit, recruiting class qualified candidates. 65% of agencies reported having too few candidates applying. 75% of agencies reported that recruiting is more difficult today than it was five years ago. 50% of agencies reported having to change agency policies in order to increase the chances of gaining qualified applicants. 25% of agencies reported having to reduce or eliminate certain agency service units or positions because of staffing difficulties. 
Sergeant, in your opinion, what is leading to this? When the finding departments are finding it hard to recruit, recruit good quality police officers. Well, think about this. First of all, this year, 36 police officers so far this year have been killed by gunfire. We've had nearly 300 cops shot this year alone, over 100 shot in uh, 80 different ambush style attacks. That's what happened to our deputy in Los Angeles. Um, we also just had a police officer a few days ago murdered in rural Iowa. We had a Texas police officer shot in the face. But you know what? And you knew this, and I knew this when we started on the job. We knew there was a chance that we would get hurt. Correct. But for the last three years, and really, and I'm so glad you said it, since since the Obama administration started the war on cops, and then it got ramped up with Ferguson. And then for the last three years after the death of George Floyd, we have had the vilification and the demonization of the American law enforcement officer combined with over 73 George Soros installed prosecutors around this country. Yes, Kim Fox, we're talking about you. And so when cops are, we know we might get hurt, but when we are told that we are racist and, mm. and we are the problem with law, with you know law and order in this country, we are the ones gunning down unarmed young black men. And you combine that with the cases that we put together, we take them to the prosecutor's office, and they will not get properly prosecuted. And now, thank you, Illinois, with no cash bail. Oh boy, that thug is out before I can even finish my police report. Why would anybody want to be a cop today? Wait, not just finish it, because remember, you got to send it up to, to the records department, and, and if there's anything that needs to be corrected, it gets to sit back to you. Before any and all that is done, they're back out on the street. Exactly. And so it's police officers in this country, you know, we have record resignations and Retirement. So many police departments around this country, not just big ones, of course, the big ones, Chicago, L.A., Seattle, New York, they're all uh, shorthanded. But nine out of every 10 police departments in this country is short staffed. This is this is affecting the suburbs. It's affecting rural America to the point where some rural police departments, they're just full, they're just locking their doors. Yeah, they can't staff the police departments. They can't come up with the tax dollars to pay them. And, uh, and you know, who's paying is, is, uh, the American public. We're paying for it with our property. And unfortunately, sometimes with our lives. Yes. How you doing, ma'am? Um, I'm, I'm good. I, I want to ask you a question in uh, your, in your opinion, if you were police superintendent, sheriff or chief, depending on the state, you have different titles. What could you implement to curb? I mean, deeply curb, officers death deaths and the protection of the citizen what tools do you want to put in place to stop this crime wave you know that's such a great question because cops want to be safe but we want our people to be safe you know we we get we take the job because we want to protect the public first and foremost training Training, 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 and right. I know training is expensive. But and I'm a you know now I'm a I was a cop for 29 years. Now I'm a police trainer. But good quality officer survival training, along with all the other training that we need to have 
Then we need good equipment very often, and everybody on the streets of Chicago sees this. Very often we are absolutely outgunned. Yes. We need, you know, you, you hear so much talk about we've got to stop the militarization of law enforcement. Uh, we've got to stop the militari- militarization of street gangs. So we need the best firearms, the best equipment to protect ourselves and to protect the community. All of these things take money. The third thing that I would do as a police leader is I would do everything I could to fight the false narrative that somehow it's the American law enforcement officer who is the problem. And that's very simple to do. The statistics are there. We know who commits the crimes. We know what cops make mistakes. Let's get it out there. Who's actually killing and committing crimes against whom and let's take that information into the schools, into the churches, and into the community, and into the media, and keep talking about it yeah. until the American public starts to listen. Oh, my God. I love that, Sergeant. Sergeant, I, I need to go to break. I, I want to hold you for, over for the segment because uh, there's just so much to talk about as it relates to policing and community and, 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 and just the all-out all assault that's happening. And, and I think so many people forget that police officers are what's called human. I think they forget that aspect. Uh, we're talking to Sergeant Betsy Smith. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey! <laughs> Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I can't sing on my show because George cuts me off. So whenever I get an opportunity to sing, and I'm going to do it, although I cannot sing, I'll run everybody out of here. Uh, before before the break, we were talking to, excuse me, retired police officer, Sergeant Betsy Brantner. Am I saying that right, Brantner? Yes, you are, Brantner. Brantner Smith. All right, I got it right. Uh, I want to really quickly, okay, I, as, as, you, as you've heard the rally cry, that was out there with BLM, defund the police. How has this rhetoric, in your opinion, affected policing? And the second question, because we only have three minutes. The second question is, when you look at how many different roles the state legislators have placed upon policing, you know, now they want social workers coming in. They want police officers hands off here in Chicago. You can't you can't have, you can't chase after the bad guy, even though the bad guy is doing something right in front of you. How has the defund the police movement affected policing, good quality policing? Well, in Chicago, crime has spiked 88 percent since 2021. And what does Brandon Johnson want to do? He wants to get rid of the gang database. He wants to get rid of shot spotter um, and help the neighborhoods that are over policed, as he calls them. Yeah. But he, but here's the thing. Uh, research is now coming out that there have been. Since the advent of Black Lives Matter in 2014, there have been at least 3,000 additional murders in this country compared to 200 less fewer instances of police use of force. So once again, research is showing that these high-profile Black Lives Matter protests, they're making police officers less proactive and they're making the public less safe. And this goes largely along party lines. 
Um, and, you know, Black Lives Matter is kind of laid low for about a year, but they that just bet. interrupt a, a city council meeting in L.A. demanding that the chief resign. And uh, I guess they need uh, they need money, but uh, they've done nothing <laughs> for people. And all they've done is try and they've pushed good cops out of their jobs. So, yeah. you know. And here's the thing, quickly, the, the National Police Association, we've done polling on this. Our polling shows that most people like the police. Most people want us to be properly funded, and they want us in their, in their neighborhoods. This is what's so frustrating. Most people aren't criminals. Cops know that. Yep. Well, I, I need Cops to, know that. I need to ask you, as a police officer, what do you do to navigate this political climate? Because... Um, if you make the slightest mistake, they'll bring the hammer down on you. And you, you include it. Yeah, well, but I, I don't worry. I'm, I'm just saying, you He's know, anti-police. No, I'm not anti-police. I just want better policing because I believe it makes a better citizen. And, you know, I, I hear these uh, gripes from the, the black community all the time is that the police come heavy handed. But I, I still think about your livelihood as well. What, what do you do if, if, to not get in trouble yourself? Well, that's the thing. What do cops do? We try and follow all the rules, but things happen in a split second. And on every call we go to, there is at least one gun, and that is ours. And now in cities like our native Chicago, the thugs know that, you know, COPA is going to be watching them and, and yep. uh, the mayor's going to be watching them. And so it's really difficult to do their job. And don't forget, they're working constant overtime. There are hundreds and hundreds of police officers short. What the public is going to have to do is get to the point where they are tired enough of being run by the street gangs, of not being able to go where they want and do what they want to do in the city of Chicago and, of course, around the country. Yeah. And then we're going to have to go to the ballot box, that's box and vote. You hear that music? That means that's the end of the show. That three hours went by so fast. Sergeant Bessie, Bratner Smith, every time I talk to you, it's always a pleasure. It's always a joy. You're so full of information. Thanks so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson Show today. Thank you so much for having me. You're the best. Uh, Guys, see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.